21 Days to a Big Idea by Brian Maddymore. One sentence summary. 21 Days to a Big Idea shows you how to combine the creative and rational sides of your brain to come up with cool, new ideas and fun ways to implement them, which might even help you create a sustainable business in the long run, in as little as 21 days. My favorite quote from the author is, In the scheme of things, the time spent upfront in the idea generation phase is so minor compared to the time needed to develop that idea. Brian Maddymore The line is really thin. The one between too many and too few ideas, I mean. Most of the people fall into one category or the other. They either think they have way too many ideas, like me, and can never possibly execute all of them, or they believe they have absolutely no good ones and can't come up with anything creative at all. Nobody says, yeah, I've got a few good ideas every now and then, just enough when I need them. It's always one or the other. Truth be told, those of us in hyper-idea hibernation mode would probably be best off shutting down their creative crazy brain most of the time, getting to work, and then brainstorming when we need to. But if you're in the other camp, then this book is for you. Here are three lessons from Brian Maddymore's book to help you come up with big ideas and it won't even take 21 days. 1. Ask yourself what you wish for as a kid to find areas to innovate in. 2. Use the AND technique to come up with ideas in seconds. And 3. Try billboarding to see which ideas could become a business. Ready to seriously level up your brainstorming game? Let's figure out what ideas are made of. 21 days to a big idea. Lesson 1. Kids' wishes will get you right to the intersection of creativity and rationality. This answers the question, whose shoes should you put yourself in if you want to come up with a good idea? In 1968, George Land took a test he'd developed for the NASA, aimed at determining how creative people are and decided to give it to children. It worked so flawlessly that he thought even children could do it. He was right, and they passed with flying colors. Among 1,600 kids who were all 5 years old at the time, creativity was sky high. 98% of them were ranked on the far creative end of the spectrum. To see how their creativity developed over time, he decided to let the same children go through their test again 5 years later. By the time they were 10, only 30% remained creative. That's a steep drop with 2 out of 3 kids losing their creativity. As you can almost imagine, it only gets worse from there. At 15 years old, only 12% were still creative. And if you give the test to adults, well, you get the flip side of the 5-year-olds. Only 2% are creative. Clearly, it seems like a good idea to bring back your inner child to light the creative candle again. And in fact, it works. Think of the things you wished you could do as a child. Chances are, a few of these dreams have been developed already but there are probably plenty left to still create. For example, if you wanted to fly, well, we have airplanes now. And if you want to travel to a whole other world, virtual reality is slowly making its debut. All of these things started as crazy childhood dreams, but once rational adult brains started tackling them, they became a reality. 21 days to a big idea. Lesson 2. Come up with ideas in 30 seconds flat by using the AND technique. This answers the question, how can I generate new ideas very, very fast? What if I told you you had to come up with a crazy new innovation in the next 30 seconds? You'd probably panic and freeze right up, wouldn't you? Alright, alright, here's a little help. 
You can combine two random words, a noun and an adjective, before starting to think about your idea. This is what Brian Mattymore calls the AND technique, and it's simply meant to get your brain to think in new ways. If you write nouns on a pile of cards and adjectives on another, then draw one from each pile, new ideas will quickly fall into place. For example, what would you do with the cards that read garden and loud? Maybe you'd start thinking about how you can build a music box that covers your whole backyard with its echo when you have a party. Or how you can muffle the sound of your lawnmower to make it less annoying for your neighbors. See, that's two already. Of course, this doesn't just work for totally new ideas. You can just as well use it to come up with a big idea in a specific industry. Just fix the noun in place, for example, flowers, online, fashion, or pizza, and then try 20 to 30 different adjectives. You'll quickly have a whole bunch of new ideas. 21 days to a big idea, lesson 3. Find suitable business ideas with billboarding. This answers the question, out of all the newly, idea, newly generated ideas I have, how can I find out which ones might actually be suitable to turn into a business? But not all ideas are sustainable. To find out which ones are, you obviously have to get feedback from the real world. Before you do so, however, it helps to come up with a snappy way of sharing your idea, so you don't end up giving a 30-minute talk to each prospect. This is where billboarding comes in. It works in three steps. Step 1. Come up with a snappy name for your product, by clearly defining what your idea is and which problem it solves for your customers. Step 2. List all of your product's benefits. And step 3. Take the strongest of all the plus points and use it to create a slogan. For example, in case of the lawnmower muffler above, you could call it Cylon, Mute Mower or Muffle Mower to make it instantly clear that it'll make mowing your lawn a quiet practice. In addition, if you make your slogan Never fight with your neighbors ever again, you're sure to let people know this'll take care of a potentially heated topic in advance. Pretty cool, huh? My personal takeaways from 21 days to a big idea for 2017. Okay, as you can imagine, I have not too many takeaways from additional ones from this summary because I'm one of those crazy hyper idea generating kind of people. Now, I do want to give some backstory to that. I do want to tell you why that's not always great to have so many ideas. Um... And I want to expand a little bit on the and technique and the billboarding and actually all lessons. I just thought of something. Okay, first of all, I've always had lots of ideas. I think between the time I was 16 and 18, especially with my best friend Paul, we brainstormed hundreds of ideas. Hundreds. Because we were all like, yeah, we're going to do a startup one day. We're going to make our own company. We're going to be free. We're going to be entrepreneurs, blah, blah, blah. All this bullshit people tell themselves when they have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, and what did we do? Lots and lots of ideas, some awesome ideas, arguably, but we didn't do anything about them, right? So I've been sitting on ideas for years until I started doing something. I mean, I started my blog in 2014. That means I was 23. Now I'm 26. (laughs) Um, and between say 16 or 18 and 23, I did nothing, right? So some, like very, very little, but not much, uh, not even close in terms of uh, compared to how many ideas I had. Kind of sucks. Okay, sure. Uh, On the plus side, that means whenever I need ideas, I can brainstorm them right then and there. 
And now I'm much more in execution mode. I'm much more focused on executing because I know I never have a shortage of ideas. I always have some backlog, of course, like an archive where I keep them and stuff. But uh, what I tend to do now is when I have an actual problem that needs solving, I will sit down and then brainstorm ideas and not before, right? Not I'm not just brainstorming ideas to brainstorm ideas because I actually have so much stuff to do already um, that I'm pretty set, actually. So if you are on the other end, if you have no ideas and you feel bad about that, don't, as you see, every, every attitude comes with problems uh, and having lots of ideas has its downsides too. Okay, asking yourself what you wished for as a kid. Yeah, I wanted to share one here. So uh, I actually think that's a good practice. That's also a good practice to find your passions and uh, find work you might love. It's all like going back to when you were 13, 14 years old. That's a very good idea for your career. In terms of uh, ideas, you could go back even further to when you were like five, six, seven years old. And I remember I was obsessed with jetpacks as a kid. I, uh, as to, to this day, sometimes I dream that I can fly like a bird. Like I just spread my wings or whatever they are. I fly up and I can, or like Superman, I can fly over the forest and look down and see everything and, and look at it free like a bird. I remember in 8th grade or so, 7th, 8th, ninth, ninth grade, we did a presentation, a group presentation in biology class or something. And we actually made a micro jetpack suit or something, MJS we called it. And we had a jetpack in there so people could fly, right? And that idea has stuck with me forever. I think it would be really, really awesome um, to actually develop a sort of jetpack. Just yesterday I saw some kind of hoverboard, kind of like the Green Goblin in Spider-Man, if you know that movie. It's like this hoverboard where he hops on and he can fly around. Um, so something like that, right? Like a jetpack you can put on your back. Uh, I'd love to be the dude to help develop that. Probably by the time I get to the point where I'm able to do that because I'm free financially and everything, uh, somebody will long have come up with it. But... Anyways, I'm holding on to it. It's a crazy childhood dream of mine and I hope someday I can soar above the skies. I can open my window right here, jump out and just be off. That would be super, super cool. Uh, and I'm sure you have dreams like that too. So don't dismiss those, okay? Second, the ant technique. That's brilliant. That's just brilliant. Um, I remember what James Alter just suggested. It's sort of the same thing, right? He just says, take two random words or, or things you have, like a book and a sock and then think about what you can do with that, right? like um, book socks or like socks as bookmarks or can you turn old books into socks or something like that, right? That was a stupid example, but you get the point. You can generate ideas super fast. I love putting them on cards and then just randomly drawing the cards because that makes it even easier because then you don't have to think of the words first. Um, yeah, and you can be the specific in that. I mean, the whole lawn, the whole quiet lawnmower idea, it's not so bad, right? Um I mean, I know, especially here at my parents' house, every Saturday morning at 8 a.m., there's some kind of guy chopping down a tree with a chainsaw um, or mowing his lawn or having one of those razor blade thingy uh, scythes, you know, to cut the grass. Man, it's noisy here all the time. And we live in the middle of the freaking forest, right? So there's supposed to be nothing. And it's super beautiful when the birds chirp and everything, but... People ruin weekends here because all the time these crazy woodworker guys uh, completely demolish their gardens. So I would love to have something like a muffler for lawnmowers. Um, 
Yeah. And then to tie into step three, uh, or lesson three rather, I think that's a great way, especially this the third step. So coming up with a snappy name, okay, cool, like Cylon, like Muffin Mower, okay. Uh, list all the benefits. That's a good exercise too. Like why is your product better? Why does the world need it? Um, that makes sense. But the last one, take the strongest of all the plus points and use it to create a slogan. I think that's the easiest formula I've ever heard for creating a slogan. Because when you have your benefits already and you think, hmm, yeah, the main point is, well, that actually I can mow the lawn quietly, right? And so the, the quietness, the absence of noise is the strongest feature of the product in this case. So let's base our slogan on that. And then, yeah, never fight with your neighbors ever again. You could do that. Or you could do, what if you could mow your lawn in silence and leave your neighbors at peace? Or something like, never have to worry about uh, losing your sense of hearing while working in your garden ever again. Something like that, right? That's super powerful. And equipped with these three things, right? The snappy name, a list of benefits, and a slogan, you can... You can explain your idea super simply to everyone, right? I can walk down to my mom right now and say, Mom, I've come up with a new idea. It's called Muffle Mower. Uh, it's going to make our lawnmower silent. Um, it will reduce... Yeah, it will eliminate all the noise from our lawnmower. Um, blah, blah, blah. This is a bunch of other benefits. And then say, um, it will mean we could keep our neighborhood silent on the weekends and still mow our lawn and we would never have to worry about the noise damaging our ears. Super simple, right? You can make a 30-second pitch from every single billboard, quote-unquote, you create. And to top it off, one more, what you can do is you could take these the slogan and the benefits and the name and run Google ads or Facebook ads and make a funny creative like a picture or something and run that and see what gets the most clicks for different ones and that way you would even have validated with very little money your idea in the real world of what gets people's interest the most. All right, gonna leave you with that one. Let's go brainstorm ideas if you don't have any. If you do have ideas and you're in executing mode, that's fine. Keep plugging ahead. I don't wanna distract you. But if not, give these exercises a try. They're powerful. Try them at your company. Uh, show them to your boss, whatever. Use them to make your life better. And I hope to see you on the next summary.